Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. I'm on a pretty good streak on that. I've I only messed up once. Yeah, so it's, it, you're getting you're just you're solidly just nailing it each week. It's <laughs> it's it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad you like it because you're the reason yes. I'm doing it. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you want to go into last week's poll question? Yes, last week's poll question we asked, do you think there will be nerfs implemented with the reward track changes being implemented next week, which is today as we are recording, and 26 people voted. Thank you to all of you that did, and 80.8% of you, about four out of every five of you, were... We're correct. You said yes, there would be changes. We found out yesterday, Monday, that there was going to be what they were going to be, and uh, it got implemented today. So 19.2 said no. Uh, apparently you're cynical and didn't think that there was going to be balance changes, despite, like, community-wide, it felt like everybody was making guesses as to... Uh, the, everybody assumed there would be changes and then it was a guessing game as to what was going to be changed so we will be obviously talking about all that stuff during the show today i, I feel like if um if not for worlds it would have just happened last week it would have just like they're like yeah here's changes and it's live go have fun guys <laughs> maybe, um, but, maybe not live but they'd have at least announced at the same time or shortly thereafter that there was balance changes coming and that they would be They'd get implemented at the same time. Yeah, because yeah, they've been really kind of consistent about doing this. And it's pretty, it's getting a lot easier to figure out when things are coming. Because it's like, up oh, big patch coming. And it's like, what else is changing here? And it's, I, I still need to go. There's like, more than half of that thing is battleground changes. And I need to figure out what the Cthulhu mechanic is and the prizes and whatnot before I get back on. I guess it doesn't much matter because my ranks reset to zero anyways, right? So, yeah, after your first game, so oh, when after... you first go in there, you're gonna look just a heads up. So you're like, wait, this didn't change. Yeah, you gotta play a game first and then it'll. So I get to go from like sixty six fifty to zero. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully you do Hope, well in the first Yeah, one. I was going to say, hopefully you take first, and then your reward is that you lose all of your points. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. To be fair, I remember when they reset it last time, like, my first game, like, I took, like, seventh, and like, here's 300 rank. I'm like, uh, okay, like, why am I even playing then? Because <laughs> if you're going to just give me a bunch of rank to start me at, like, 4,000, then... Uh, Anyways, yeah, I think that's adjusted this time. Okay, so, good. But. Yeah, I look forward to it. I, I've been enjoying Battlegrounds when I've. It's a nice way to take uh, when you get a little heated. Um, but I will say I've still been maintaining my tilt very, very well since our last uh, a couple episodes ago. So like that conversation has been super, super helpful for me. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was starting to for, for for those of you not on the video call, you saw me kind of do a. <laughs> I had a span of three games to finish my night last night that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. So uh, I had a hard time not being tilted by the by the by the end of that. So well, hopefully the change in the meta 
I say that with like a slight grimace on my face because <laughs> I'm not sure about the next meta coming, but hopefully a switch in the meta can shift our, our mindset back a bit. Yeah, for sure. There's something new to learn and so you don't, you're, you know, need to get super tilted right off the bat so <laughs> but i mean i feel like if you're making progress like that that episode was i just can't emphasize how much like how helpful that was like that conversation for me personally was it was just like i just keep saying what like i i can feel the tilt coming and then i'm like i stop myself i'm like nope this is a card game that was a legitimate outcome, even if that was like them drawing straight fire into whatever they needed. But, you know, I'm like, so I, I don't mean to go off track, but I just I just wanted to point that out that it's still that episode has been doing a lot of good for me. So I'm pretty happy about that. So, all right. I, I will say I will say that I have not compared myself to other players the same way that I had did prior to that discussion and that is a huge step forward for me like i i realize yes. there's a lot of people that are already legend rank and i would like to be there i am not uh but i am not like beating myself up about it which is something i definitely was doing prior to that discussion well i'm glad i mean that's progress that is 100 percent progress so awesome yes. Okay, so let's move into news because we're going to go over patch 19.2. It brings huge updates to constructed play plus the battlegrounds and duels game uh, modes to go along with rewards track change. So uh, the battlegrounds update includes three new old god or new old gods heroes, which is hard to say because it says yes. new old. And then yeah, the new old gods, new old god heroes. Yes, which yes. I would have preferred new new gods. <laughs> okay, that's a com. <laughs> that's not, wait, not new gods. Though. Wait, wait, okay. So, so what I'm what I'm making reference to is a comic book thing that one of my favorite. So, little little aside here, real quick, two seconds. Jack Kirby, one of my favorite comic books artists of all time. Was Marvel kind of responsible for, you know, the big, you know, he was one of the guys working with Stan Lee, X-Men, Fantastic Four, um, you know, all those th big things back in the early days of comic books. Came to DC, one of the things he did was the New Gods, one of my favorite things in DC Comics. So, I'm a comic book guy, so, like, yes, I just made a New Gods reference, so... <laughs> I think Forrest Bates will get this, so. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, there are 10 new minions and Dark Moon prizes. So, dual updates include nerfs to Demon Hunter and Warlock, lowered requirements for unlocking hero powers, and signature treasures, and some balance changes. So, basically on both of those, um, just go through and read the, the patch notes because there's so much there. Yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot. Exactly. There's a whole lot to go through. So, And then we have six standard cards were adjusted, a.k.a. nerfed. And we'll talk more about those during the main topic, but we'll just go through them real quick here. So first up, we have Blade Dance. Used to cost two. Now it costs three. Shard, Shard Shatter Mystic. Used to cost three. Now it costs four. Dreadlord's Bite. 
Um, it was a uh, used to be a three attack two durability weapon. Now it is a two attack two durability weapon. Um, then you have Dino Tamer Brand used to cost seven. Now he cost eight. Voracious Reader used to cost two. Now it costs three. And then Lore Keeper Polky, uh used to cost four. Now he costs five. So, then we have more details on reward track changes. So, the full list of adjusted daily and weekly quests that were changed are in the patch notes. All the levels requiring more than 5,000 experience points now seem to be capped at 5,000. And levels above 50 only take uh, 1,500 XP to complete and award 50 gold per level. So, um, also... Do not forget to log in. I assume you have. You're listening to this. <laughs> um, uh, your reward of five five packs and five hundred gold. And then we have the Winter Vale event starts as of today, uh, January fifth or December fifteenth. And you, there are two legendary quests. One shown at a time can complete can be completed for four Dark Moon Fair packs. Um, the Winter uh, Wintervale Wreath cardback is going to return as an in-item game for the shop for 500 gold. And the Gift Exchange Tavern Brawl and Wacky Waxy Wintervale Tavern Brawl returns. So that one is, whew, that's a tongue twister. So, <laughs> uh. and, and you said it correctly the first time. Way to go. I had to slow myself down to do that. I couldn't say it quick. I had to like pause between every word. So, all right. So, uh, when you're listening to this, um, Book of Heroes, uh, Garrosh Warrior will be available about 10 a.m. Pacific time on December 16th. So, I mean, I'm going to be putting it out in the evening, December 16th. So you'll have it. And then Uther will be available on January 5th. Okay, and then we have bug fixes and improvements. So first off, mobile devices with fewer than 2 gigabyte um, will no longer be supported. I feel that's pretty fair at this moment in time. It They fixed a bug where Yogg-Saron, Master of Fate's Wield, uh, could disconnect players. I, that seems pretty good too. Kind of, kind yeah, of important. Exactly. Fixed a bug where oh my yog would pr- not properly generate spells created by twin spells. So that's also kind of important. Uh, let's see. Fixed bug where targeting uh, arrow for battlecry minion was not working properly on mobile devices. Again, <laughs> pretty important. And it fixed a bug where targeting arrows could appear. On the victory or defeat screens. Uh, that's not really important. It was just kind of annoying. <laughs> yes. Like, why are they still <laughs> yeah. targeting me? I already blown up. What the heck? Exactly. So. Uh, and real quick, I just wanted to add, too. There is a dev comment in here that's kind of, I feel like, pretty important about uh, the quests. Uh, if you log in and you have a quest from, you know, the day before or whatever, that is now a quest that has been removed. In order to get rid of that, you either need to complete it or re-roll. That one will not automatically go away. Uh, And then 
any quests that if they reduced the requirement, like play six weapons down to play four or, you know, seven wins down to five wins, whatever, uh, you just have to do one more to complete that and then it will be completed for you. It'll, it will adjust at that point and complete and go away. So if you're logging in and looking at your quests, like, why didn't this one go away and get removed? Then... Yeah, you, you do have to look at those a little bit. So again, like Daring said, that list of what has changed or what has been removed is in the patch notes. So you can reference that as well. But I thought that uh, might be worth bringing up. Yeah, I would recommend reading it. It's a hefty read, but I mean, it's not going to take you more than like 15 minutes to kind of go through everything. It, and you can obviously, you can skip the things that you don't relate to you. If you don't play duels, then skip over the duels section. If you don't play Battlegrounds, Skip over the battleground section. You know, it's one of those things that, but just read the general stuff and and the modes you're playing, just so you understand what's going on. It's gonna save you a lot of heartache and trouble because <laughs> I'm sure something will, you'll be confused or you know I've done that too before where I've not paid attention to patch notes as uh, evidence earlier last week when I was like. What what are the were the rank fours in battlegrounds again? And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we removed them in this patch, and I didn't read the patch notes. And I was like, oh okay, well, that would explain a few things here. So yep. All right. Um, next up, we have battleground perks. Price has been reduced to twelve hundred fifty gold or nine ninety nine. Its original cost was two uh, two thousand gold. Or fourteen ninety nine, and it lasts until the next expansion launches. I think this is great. I mean, this is like about halfway through its probable life site, so they cut the price. They take well, down the price. Yeah, it, it's earlier. It's 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 happening much earlier than before because I think their price reduction was about half or a little over halfway through the last expansion. We're not even to the mini expansion yet, mm-hmm. so we're only about five or six weeks from the launch of the expansion and they're already reducing it. So this, this might end up getting reduced again before it's all said and done possibly. Um, I, I, I was going to say that like, uh, if you're, if you're a fan of like those, uh, sports league passes, they have several times where they reduce the cost to try and get you to jump in at some point during the season after the season starts so, so I think they're they're kind of modeling it after that, where you know, it's you're not getting as much value as you would if you'd have gotten it uh, right away at the beginning. But you know, it's now as as we get further down, you you, you might feel like you're going to get your money's worth if you've maybe playing battlegrounds a little bit more, that sort of thing. And so uh, they're giving you an opportunity to get it and and pay a little bit less for it. Yeah, I I pre-ordered the Mega Bundle, so I get it. I I guess I don't really pay attention to when it goes live because I'm never without it. Because I pre-ordered the Mega Bundle, and it just goes live when the expansion goes live. Yeah, I was thinking it went live when the preview when the pre-order was purchased, but I guess it doesn't go live until the expansion goes. It was just the last expansions, uh, right? Whatever they called it before. They, didn't they call it the Tavern Pass before this time? <laughs> Which is where the confusion came from. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Whew. Okay. Got so got some more to go here. So, uh, Glory wins 2020 Hearthstone World Championship. Um. So Glory defeated Yarla 
three to one in the finals to claim the championship. Um, Glory's lineup was Libroom Paladin, Soul Fragment Demon Hunter, Secret Miracle Rogue, and Silas OTK Warrior. So, um, the entire the entire tournament was very fun to watch. Um, very very high level Hearthstone and some really good uh, Cholden moments on there too. I'm looking I'm looking at you, Silver Name. <laughs> Where Silver Name, to get this, uh, I think it was on turn four. Yeah, it was. It was on turn four. Plays Revolve on on a board where he just played. Um, I think it was. I think he played the Desert Hair, and um, Yarla had uh, a three drop on the. Oh no, he had a Chillwind Yeti that he'd uh, upgraded from his. Um, evil quartermaster he had played an evil quartermaster got a witchy lackey upgraded it it turned into a chill wind yeti and then silver name plays revolve and turns into nors damu <laughs> on turn four <laughs> and he immediately damages it and then uh duplicates it with the uh the uh uh bloodsworn mercenary so that game ended pretty quickly after that so that was, yeah. That was a uh, that was a rough moment. I was like, and and, and Silver Names just like <laughs> hands up, and it's just like, okay, well, I can't do much about that. I mean, this is a correct play if you have those cards in your deck. So, um, but the finals were really good. Um, I I thought they were great. Uh, my heart goes out to Yarla, but um, congratulations to Glory. Love. I've always loved Glory and uh, Ali Timu. I like the Japanese players. They're they always they're always fun to watch. So, like I said, it was a it was a good tournament all around. I think just really solid levels of Hearthstone play. Um, so, Don, did you have anything you want to add to that? Because I know you watched it too. Yeah, actually, I didn't get to finish watching the uh, the second day because I ended up. Uh feeling pretty sick over the weekend so i slept quite a bit instead of watching that unfortunately uh but uh you know actually on friday last week i did end up writing an article uh that i put up on our amberfly gaming website kind of about just like evaluating the the deck lists and lineups and the kind of meta that i saw in the eight players um and i i will say i put in there that I thought Gloria and Diarla would both do very well because I thought their lineups were pretty good against the kind of aggressive field. And I seemed, it seemed like a lot of people online and somewhat even the casters were kind of saying the opposite, but we had Gloria and Diarla in the finals with their kind of control, you know, board control type uh, decks. So, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it was good. It, I liked seeing all of the Highlander Hunter. I was uh, pretty happy about that when I saw everybody playing Highlander Hunter. I was like, hey! I, I heard that Highlander Hunter did not do well this weekend. No. I didn't get to see much of it, <laughs> nope. but yeah. uh, I, I heard that it did not fare well. Yeah, and from what I did watch, honestly, from my perspective, because again, I've played a lot of Highlander Hunter, um, it really seemed like a lot of those games, it came down to the hunter just kind of only had one or two cards in their hand and they just kind of were in that top deck scenario. And 
you know, at that point when it's such a low curve, you know, turn six, seven, eight, you're drawing a one drop, not doing much for you. So. Yeah. Also, uh, I will note the first match of the tournament was Yarla versus Glory and Yarla 3-0 Glory. And then it, the last the last match of the tournament was Yarla versus Corey and uh, three one three one. Uh, I might I mean I mean I think Yarla played really really solidly and like that that Warrior versus Priest game like it was just it was a rough one for him. It was just like he he did everything right and his deck just wasn't coming together at that at that point in time. But I I can't say I, I love the I love the. Uh, the Grandmaster stuff. So if you like competitive Hearthstone, I would recommend just go and watch the VODs on YouTube. It's all pretty fun to watch. So, okay. And then we have John Bray publishes deck guide article and video for Evolve Shaman. And we'll obviously everything that has had comments, I will say this again, will be published in the, the episode notes. So it goes very in-depth on how to maximize your potential of Evolve Shaman. It goes over how to create the best swing turns, managing your resources, mulligans, and card uh, replacement options. The video is almost an hour, 20 minutes, and goes over the same information. So um, if you're looking to play some Evolve Shaman, then this is 100% the place to go. Um, Carve out an hour and a half and sit down and watch this video. Because um, he's he's one of the best shaman players, I think, and he's been playing shaman even when shaman hasn't been very good. And so, uh, yeah, he I, I he's been sitting at or around the top five for for most of uh, December. It feels like when I've been tuning into watching watching him, he he had like a sixty or sixty five percent win rate against aggro demon hunter with this deck and that is like one of its worst matchups according to all the other aggregate sites so nobody knew how to play that but he knows how to play knew how to play that matchup and, and was was able to uh to to make that a a a strong a a strong uh uh it was a strong matchup for him because he knew how to properly play that matchup. So there's a lot of a lot. There's a lot of words. It's a lot of video. But I, if if you want to learn how to play the the current iteration of Evolve Shaman, I, I don't think I could recommend a, a guide more highly than this. I say we rarely get something this in depth from someone of that skill level. So yes, take it if this is a deck that you're slightly interested in, or if you're playing in this meta, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, um, listen to, you know, make the time for it because this will help you gain insight in when you're playing against Evolve Shaman, what's going to happen and how they're going to try and play. And, you know, not everyone's going to play like this and not everyone's going to watch the video, but you can have an idea of what their options are and what their more optimal plays are. So... I will also say too that you know we're we're gonna kind of talk a bit more about the meta as well, but uh, you know what it seems like this deck does well against is rogue, and there's probably gonna be a bit more rogue, so this could be something you can uh, can learn a little bit to help fight off in the meta as well. Just one or two. 
just slightly yeah, more. One or two rogues, you know, a couple here and there. You know, <laughs> I faced forty-four percent rogues today in my oh letter coin. So, gosh. yeah, just a few rogues. Sounds sounds pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go into the main topic, and I have just done a lot of reading and talking here. So, who wants who wants to read about uh, the balance changes according to? Our good friend Alec Dawson. Do you want to read a Dragon Rider or should I? Either way. I don't care. <laughs> I can. Go for it. All right. So, yeah, Alec Dawson put out a thread on Twitter talking about kind of the uh, perspective of the devs as to why they made some of these changes. And he said, our approach was to look at the two decks, Aggro and Soul Fragment DH, separately as their power cards differed between them. The nerfs to cards like Dreadlord's Bite, Voracious Reader, and Lorekeeper Polkelt are aimed at reducing the refill and reach Aggro Demon Hunter currently has. Uh, for Soul Fragment Demon Hunter, our changes to Blade Dance and Shard Shatter Mystic are focused on the efficiency of their board clearing ability. Blade Dance was a card that got significantly more powerful as Demon Hunter accumulated more ways to gain attack, uh, like the Twin Slice change, new weapons, etc. And didn't agree with one of the outlined class weaknesses Demon Hunter is supposed to have, killing big minions. Wait, Demon Hunter has weaknesses? Wait, wait, wait. That's news to me. What is this this talk? (laughs) I know. Uh, Yeah. Uh, the last change is a nerf to Dino Tamer Bran. This was a preemptive change as we saw a potentially dominant matchup spread for Hunter after these changes. Finally, what about Warrior? Warrior was the class benefiting the most from a meta centered around Demon Hunter. The current matchup spread for Warrior is quite wide, a strong mix of good and bad matchups, and we want to evaluate how it performs with a lower Demon Hunter population. Looking forward to seeing how these changes play out, and thank you again for your feedback. So what I'm hearing is, Risky Skipper, you're next. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they'll see how it does without as many demon hunters, but well, yeah, we'll see on that. I don't. I don't necessarily. I'm not against them taking a wait and see approach with regards to. Uh, certain classes like to be honest with you i think i think shaman is actually a class that it makes perfect sense to wait and see on just what their power level looks like post changes to the the demon hunter demon you know the demon hunter changes uh i don't necessarily feel like warrior is a, a is in that same category i feel like the Bloodsworn Mercenary, the Risky Skipper, those sorts of things. I feel like it's a pretty known commodity. And even if there is less uh, Demon Hunter, I, I kind of feel like there there was still enough of a reason for Warrior to get hit. But I, I guess they're, they're a f- kind of saying without saying it that it's on the radar. So they're watching, watching Warrior specifically. Um, and so it if there is a problem hopefully we get a change sooner rather than later then i would imagine just on historical basis um one of the cards if on the next round of balance changes 
um, is going to be Rogue, and I guarantee, and I would say right now, it's going to be the card that uh, I don't remember. It's a rigged fair game or rigged game. I don't remember what it's called. It's the one that uh, draw two mana, draw a card or draw a minion and combo draw a spell. Or is it swindle? Swindle that is swindle. Did did I mix that up? Is it draw a spell combo yeah. draw a minion? Yeah, draw a spell, combo draw a minion. Yes, for two, for mana. two mana, which with Foxy Fraud is zero. So I have a feeling that might be going to three. Um, if Rogue is like, we, you know, there's been a lot of Rogue, obviously, so far, according to Dawn, which makes a lot of sense. Um, I could see that being hit if Rogue starts to become a problem, too. But if not, you know, like... So that's, I mean, that's where my head goes is like that, uh, risky skipper and warrior. But I mean, that's like a month away of speculations. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people talking about Foxy being the one that would be hit, uh, just because, I mean, that can create some really powerful stuff. So, and even like coining that out and then playing, um, like Wand Thief. It's so like on turn one, you get a, what, a 3-2, a 1-2, and a mage spell. Like, that's a pretty good turn one. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Fo Foxy Fraud, I think, is actually the card that should get looked at. Because it basically ends up giving you a, th a free 3-2 uh, minion on the board. With a, and it enables combos and and you can do with shadow step you can do some really crazy things with Edwin and things like that basically getting a free Edwin potentially uh, and you know that's foxy fraud shadow step foxy fraud free Edwin with three cards played before that and you you know yeah. just 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 that by itself is I, uh, I don't see scary. what's the problem with that I don't know I. <laughs> Didn't get it's touched. Almost like, it's it's <laughs> almost like this Edwin guy uh, is 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 a powerful card sometimes. It's it's crazy. Well, three mana two two. So so my my thinking on Swindle too is that it it's drawing cards and it doesn't need Foxy Fraud because you're running prep anyway. So there's two ways to make it cause zero draw a minion and a spell like. That yeah. seems really, I mean, it is powerful. It's 100% super powerful for what Rogue wants to do. So, um, yeah, but Foxy Fraud and Swindle are the two cards that I think get looked at. Um, so, I mean, I could see, I, I would assume, especially what they've been doing recently, they would change mana cost more than, more so than anything else. Like, if you make Foxy Fraud cost three, then all of a sudden, you can't bounce it to your hand and put it back down for zero mana. Like, you can't, you know, just go on an Edwin rampage on turn, like, two. <laughs> so, oh, man, that's nutty. So, 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 you know, we spent last week talking about potential balance changes. We've talking about the balance changes now. Maybe we should talk about the meta. And what we and I, Dra Dragon Rider's been like the main person that's gotten a chance to play in this meta. Are were you surprised by the number of rogues that you've seen today? Because going into the balance changes, you know, we saw we when when they got announced, we we already knew that Rogue was doing very well. They were actually last week's meta breaker. 
uh, on the Vicious Syndicate report. The, the, the secret Miracle Rogue deck is really good. This Whirl Kick combo uh, uh, Rogue is, is actually really powerful as well. Both of them actually had really good matchups against Demon Hunter. And then suddenly with presumably less Demon Hunter on the... Uh, uh on the ladder uh were were you surprised that there was as many rogue as there ended up being today not really honestly uh just you know because people talked about nerf there's no nerfs going into rogue and we kind of talked about some of the key cards already you know there's already a lot of early stuff and i i think actually taking away some of the other aggro decks now basically rogue is just replacing those decks as the aggressive deck in the meta so people you know kind of lose the other aggro decks and just go okay what else can i play that's fast and aggressive oh let's play rogue and shaman because those are both you know pretty aggressive shaman's slightly less like it's more of a mid game you know kind of big swing turn deck i'd say but aggro or uh, the rogue is just still pretty aggressive still pretty low curve so it can really get off to a lot of starts um it's it's definitely but, low curve, but I guess I wouldn't necessarily think of it as either version. I wouldn't necessarily think of as as aggressive because you're just generating so much value out of the cards that you have. I mean, yes, the the both both versions of the deck top out at Jandis Barov, which is a five mana card. <laughs> so it's not like we're 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 not talking about like just obscene like late game here necessarily but it's but we're talking about you know wand thief and wand thief can generate generate you know deep freeze and pyroblast and things like that that can happen in that turn eight to eight to ten range you know you've got you also are getting other things potentially like secrets and that sort of thing you're getting all those lackeys from from the uh the evil miscreant and, and things like that you do have like Edwin and Edwin Light in the, you know, Edwin Van Cleef in the questing adventure. And so if you can do that early, that's like, that to me is the most aggressive thing you can do. If you, if your hand lines up correctly, that you get a bunch of these uh, cards that can maybe help you generate cards. You maybe get your backstabs and your shadow steps in there. And then suddenly you have like this seven, seven or eight, eight questing adventure that your opponent can't deal with. And suddenly the game's over in two turns because, you know, the questing adventure hits and ends it. But I don't know that necessarily that happens a lot, but I, I, I will tell you, I haven't played a ton. I haven't played any of the world kick version and I've only played probably half a dozen to a dozen games of the secret secret rogue uh secret miracle rogue and that sometimes like it can end a game quick if it gets the questing but otherwise you're just kind of just meandering around trying to find secrets to get a big hanar turn or 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 trying to find the edwin or something like that so yeah i also feel like um yeah those are like the, the they're kind of the roguey like miracle style deck not like of old but you know it's just the the new thing that's going on uh the world kick seems very interesting i've played against it a couple times uh not in the old in the old meta i should say so um so i've i it's one of those cards that was like no it never saw any play before except for when you would generate it off first day of school 
or if you had another way to or devolve or something like that you know it was never uh very well played so it's it's kind of cool to see that come around it's one of those interesting cards too because it's a one two it's not super threatening on board and it's like do i do it's a very interesting card because it's like do i spend the resources to deal with it even though he's gonna get combo cards how much does that concern me versus sinking something into a one two yeah i know it's it's let me let me just say narrator voice says kill the world kickmaster immediately (laughs) just just so you know that is that is the like value slash win condition of that deck so in case there was any any doubt that that is a high priority yeah exactly i mean it just it's one of those feel bad just because it doesn't it's not threatening on the board in an in it as of itself so um it looks yeah. unassuming based on the the stats <laughs> sense, but yeah. the, the fact that you can suddenly you know when you're pairing it with the wand thief when you're pairing it with you know a si agent or you're pairing it with you know some of these other things suddenly they find brain freezes sometimes you know they'll find like extra eviscerates and then suddenly it's like Oh my god, where did all this damage come from? Yeah. I I don't know. I guess in a way rogue and shaman to me are kind of similar, and I think now that some of the other aggressive decks have kind of moved out, and this might change, you know, uh before we started recording Daring kind of mentioned about how like you know, initially when there's a new expansion or nerfs, you know, people are like, oh, well, that's bad. I'm not going to play them. And then people start to kind of gravitate back towards those things. So we might see Agar Demon Hunter come back a little bit different. Uh, but Rogue and Shaman both have swing turns. They're both very swingy, but just I, I think Rogue can generally get those swing turns a little bit sooner. You know, with things like the Edwins or the Questing Adventures, just because they're a little little lower curve. Uh, but they're both just creating these big swing turns. And it's a little bit difficult for some of the other decks right now to deal with a single large minion. And so I think that's one problem that some of the decks are having with Rogue and why Rogue is doing so well right now. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, I think the other winner on the uh the patches has got to be paladin right paladin was not touched at all and paladin was doing very well still it was in i mean it's in the top of the meta like i think it was number three behind demon hunter and hunter so both of those have taken a hit so like pure and Libroom are still going to be very viable decks in the meta right now too um and i feel like um paladin does very well from my experience against rogue it can lose to rogue but like anyone can so (laughs) any deck can lose to any deck um but it's not exactly super hot against um the evolved shaman um but again it can it can be it's just one of those things that you know luck of the draw and how you mulligan whatever it goes back to that but i assume that's not a great matchup for paladin so um yeah i i would assume that paladin would be pretty prominent um so i assume those are the three classes that are going to be uh wrecking things on the ladder and you still see some warrior 
Um, and that's probably, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think and it's, it's pretty much either you're fighting Paladin. It was before the patches, either Paladin, Warrior, Rogue, or Demon Hunter. And then occasionally you'd see a Warlock or, um, and Hunter, obviously. Um, so it feels like half of the, the game is <laughs> not extremely viable at this moment in time. Or at least before the patch. It seemed like people were, so, uh, like, there wasn't as many people, for as good as Paladin was, there wasn't as many people playing Paladin. I, th I think there's a bit of fatigue when it comes to Paladin, uh, specifically the pure version, uh, but even the Librem version wasn't, I feel like, uh, wasn't being played as much and, and maybe like in the short term if you're if you're looking for something that's just steady and has you know really good cards and and probably a pretty solid matchup spread across that that might be the thing and it, it's got removal it's got heals so it's got a lot of a lot of tools to deal with i know dragon rider you played some hunter today uh how did how did how did that feel how did that go uh, so I played, it was only two games that I started with, with, uh, I tried just kind of the older style Dragon Highlander list that kind of goes back to like Dragon Queen Alex Straws, a say at, you know, uh, much slower. Uh, those two games did not go well, <laughs> I will admit. Uh, so then I, then I thought about it and said, well, okay, I've got the dragons. What if I actually just cut out the Highlander stuff and just go back to kind of the aggressive dragon deck uh and that actually did pretty well i was kind of surprised but i was able to put out decently statted threats every turn um and also with so much rogue the uh there's there's two minions two dragons you can play right at two mana and four mana that have the can't be targeted mm, so yeah. those were actually pretty good and then uh, the corrosive breaths a lot of the the minions you could hit for three health so that seemed to actually do pretty well. Um, and then just to kind of mess around, I, I mess around with a uh, Carnival Barker, like token-y style uh, Paladin deck uh, okay. with, with carpets and stuff. And that, that did okay. It actually, it was all right. But the problem with that, just like any other kind of aggro deck, is uh, I think that needs some more resources to, to actually draw and be a little more consistent because got to the point where it's like, okay, I have one card in my hand or I'm top decking and not really finding anything. Um, but yeah, I think there might be something with Dragon Hunter that's that's viable. Well, that um, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that deck came into existence because Rogue was pretty much all over the meta at that point in time. And it yeah. turns out... When Rogue can't target things, then all of a sudden things <laughs> things start to go downhill real quick. And then go, and if you're like, oh, look at my giant Edwin Van Cleef, and you're like, hey, meet Rottenest Drake. Like, yep. how you doing, buddy? Okay, well, you're not a problem <laughs> anymore. So, or hey, how do you like meet my friend Freezing Trap? <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things that yeah, that's I mean, that's one of the the reasons why that deck was so good at that point in time was just the fact that Rogue was pretty much everywhere, and turns out when you put minions you can't target with spells, all of a sudden Rogue starts to flounder quite a bit. So. Because, yeah. yeah, they they rely pretty heavily on their spells to to be able to manicure the board is what exactly. the word I would use. Yeah, I would agree to, with that. To 
manipulate the board to, so that they they don't take the the damage as much damage so that they can continue to do what they want to do I, i'm curious i ran into a surprising number of control warlock this month and you know the the one that had i i don't know that it was necessarily a ticketist deck uh, it was running soul fragments and it was running the, the big, uh, I wish I was an earth elemental uh, five bed of four or five that becomes a seven, eight. When, when you have soul fragments and had school spirits and all this, I heard everywhere how terrible a deck it was, but yet it, I kept running into it, especially as aggro, uh, demon hunter that, that deck has a lot of AOE and, and that, so it was really kind of difficult matchup and and i'm curious like do you think warlock or mage or some of these classes that have gone have gone the first six weeks or so of this expansion without really having anything do you think now that they're they're gonna get a chance to to step out and and find some sunlight i'm not sure about warlock or mage in in all honesty like i feel like like Warlock has the potential. I'm not sure what you're doing with Mage. Maybe Highlander with you know trying to to do that. I mean, there's always Deck of Lunacy, which if you like, that's a deck where if you can rip Deck of Lunacy on turn two, and have like an AI or do something like that, um, like that's turns out can be very good. But if not, yes, that then. Yes, if you don't do that, it turns out it's just a mediocre, no minion spell only mage deck that kind of is like, wow, I wish I had some minions to play because sometimes mage minions are actually pretty good. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know about mage warlock. I feel like has a more steady arc, uh, um, archetype. They can deal with, um, uh, the cascading disaster or whatever it's called. Um, they can deal with multiple minions. Um, they deal with things very well. With um, They utilize Yasharaj very well. Because Ticketus is a corrupted card. Um, they have a lot of uh, potential life gain with the 3-4 uh, the, uh, the, the that gives a demon plus 3 attack and lifesteal for the turn. Um, Fire Breather is a phenomenal control tool. Like you said, School Spirits... Um, Cilicia, uh, sociologist militia. Um, so I feel like Warlock's probably, um, if the meta slows down a little bit, I feel like they are positioned to be a viable control deck other than like a fringy control deck, which is what it felt like they were before. It's not like Ticketus control lock was a awful deck. It wasn't, it wasn't unplayable. It's just like, well, okay, well then here's Demon Hunter, and sometimes like, yeah, you can you can do that, but the, there are a lot of time you draw, you have a lot of uh, very heavy hand with that deck, it can be, and you just get run over, so and then you have to you have to tap to deal with the board and like, you see them running um, the uh, imprisoned uh, the two two mana three five that's dormant for two turns. The vi- vile fiend, yes, yes, imprisoned vile fiend, yeah. So, so there's a lot of like waiting in that deck, and if you don't have 
some a good solid curve, which is very easy to do in a control deck, then you can easily get run over by a a, a faster deck, which is I assume why there hasn't been a lot of Warlock on the ladder as of late. But um, it it feels like it can deal with a slower Rogue, and if Rogue wants to stack one big minion, it can also deal with that, and like. So Rogue and Rogue also draws his cards pretty quickly. So, you know, destroying five cards is probably a lot more significant against a Rogue than it is maybe some other decks. So, I don't know. I don't know what Mage does though. In all honesty, like I don't know where you go from here with Mage. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. I think the Control Warlock does pretty well against uh, like. Broom Paladin and Control Priest, which we might be seeing a bit more of. So we might see a little bit more of the Warlock, but yeah, Mage still seems like it it needs something else in this meta. Um, I think if we continue to see a lot of Rogue, or if people start playing like Pure Paladin, Enrage Warrior might be an option again, because that does pretty well there. Uh, but that one is going to be kind of probably a hit or miss in the meta, like It'll either be awesome or it'll kind of suck. So I don't know. Maybe it's something that pops up again in tournaments. They know we saw Monsanto bring it. Uh, he's very good with Enrage Warrior. He has a lot. Like he's played Enrage Warrior a lot over the you know the time that that has been a deck. Um, but it still seemed to do fairly well for him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit more Enrage Warrior. And Druid anything uh obviously aggro aggro demon hunter made playing druid very difficult because you were trying to ramp and your opponent was trying to hit you in the face and so um they're do they had do, do they go back to clowns or do they try and get the uh guardian animals working again or or do or 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 should we not bother? <laughs> or should we not bother with Druid until until we see what cards are in the mini expansion? Um, I was playing Highlander Druid last week to some decent success. Like it was, like I wasn't saying I was. I was probably around fifty percent with it, a little a little over fifty. So, um, I mean the deck is interesting and challenging to play, but I mean. That's probably not Druid's strong, uh, strong, strong suite, or uh, even though, uh, Eli or Elisa or Elise, excuse me, Elise is such, Elise. Elise is such a good card. Like that card is so much fun when you like. Yes, I will take a second, uh, Yagsaran and <laughs> Yasharaj and my buffed clown. So, yeah, it's 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 silly, um. But it's like, oh, that's a very interesting deck. Um, I don't think it's extremely viable, but like, I would assume that Druid goes back to Clown. You know, they they try and ramp up with Guardian Animals, draw out their deck, and then Clowns to, to be the, the punch with Yasharaj and um, the uh, Strongmen uh, uh, corrupted. So like, I feel like Druid can still get their... Um, and, uh, you still have, uh, Anubisat Defender, you still have the Strongman, which is good things to play on turns that you drop 
uh, gift or uh, survival of the fittest. So like, as long as survival of fittest is a thing, like that deck is probably going to be there, and it's going to be more viable if the meta is slower. So that's why I think about that. Actually, speaking of a slightly slower meta in Druid, I do wonder if uh, Quest Druid comes back. Because Questruid can kind of struggle against aggro decks, but if there's a little bit less aggressiveness in the meta, uh, the only time it will kind of struggle is still against Rogue, with like the big headwinds and stuff, because it's it's a little bit harder for like Questruid to deal with big stuff. Uh, but there are some tools, so that I don't know that could be interesting. Maybe just some some stuff to test and mess around with, but. I don't think it's going to be the first thing people gravitate towards is, is probably not Druid at all. Right. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out like if you're an aggressive player and you've been hammering with dead demon hunter, or you've been playing a lot of the Highlander face hunter deck. And now you're like, where do I go to scratch my aggro deck itch is it these is it the rogue deck or the shaman deck or is it is there something else that that we're not thinking or something that maybe wasn't as popular before the 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 change that now suddenly seems like it's more interesting yeah i mean i feel like maybe just straight up face hunter like face hunter might still be a thing dragon hunter yeah let's go the, dra- the dragon, dragon. Hunt- yes. dragon hunters. That's probably yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably pretty solid. You can you can end games by about turn seven with that with that deck if you yeah uh, if things go go well. It feels more of a mid rangey than like straight up aggressive. It's, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't like the so so one thing one thing I was wondering about was like that stealth aggro rogue that was pretty popular for a little while as well. Uh, suddenly, you know, you can have minions that, you know, the, 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 the nice thing about those is you, the, the, all the minions are stealth and so they can't be interacted with. So like part of the problem with that deck was the demon hunter was putting stuff on the board faster than you could put stuff on the board and was refilling better than you can refill. And so it was really difficult to, to keep up with them. And so, I wonder if that's maybe like if you're if you're like I want to go, I want to try and kill these kill my opponent by turn six or so six or seven. What what you know? And I I'm looking for an aggressive deck that to me jumped out as a possible as a possible option potentially. Um, yeah, I mean I could see that being potentially a, a, a aggressive deck. I mean I just. I guess with Shaman being on, on the board, I feel like you can't be quite as aggressive because if you don't deal with their board as you go along, all of a sudden they drop Bog Spine and you're just done. Like, they can just, like, toast you out of nowhere. Like, like you can, they like, spend the, uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, uh, the lightning blooms and their coins or whatever. And, um... Yeah, just just really like fill up a board and just like make it impossible for you to come back on like turn four or five. So what? Uh, well, yeah, I I don't I don't disagree that 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 shaman might be difficult, but there I 
I feel like the way that they win, you can kind of play around it. I mean, your your minions are fragile. Yeah, exactly. The so classic glass canyon, glass cannon. And, yeah. And it, but but the the trick is is that you're being able to do the damage with them at least once before before that. And so the 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 trick, and I, and I think maybe this is because I've watched a fair amount of Evolve Shaman that John Bray's been playing. The, the the trick is not going too wide and because the the big things that 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 evolve shaman wants to do is they want to you know they they want to get that sea giant down early they want to get that mogu flesh shaper down early and the way they do that is by you helping them to make those cards cheaper and and so like if you're if you're only having two or maybe three minions max on the board and you are playing with a little bit of fire in that you are potentially leaving a minion or two up going into their big swing turns which that obviously could be scary because if they hit the bog spine knuckles uh that can just end the game but like they also have to evolve into like some taunts or something because if if you are pressuring the opponent and and their life total is low they can't just equip the weapon go face and hope that they they evolve into a taunt otherwise they might be dead to be fair though like yes that's uh, that's on turn five but i've had multiple times today where the bogs by knuckles was dropped on turn three like you can drop easily drop bogs on spine knuckles on turn three and have a very sizable board at that point in time where it's like, yes, okay, you can do six damage, but I'm going to do about 10 back to you and we can just, you know, second, first, same as the first, keep going. So, I mean, I think you're right. I think that's pretty much the way you have to like aggressively go around um, Shaman. But yeah, you just have to kind of, <laughs> it's one of those things that you have to dodge the knuckles <laughs> really early on, which is, Rough when you can have a yeah, cage I'll, match I'll be, custodian dropped on turn two. Any, yeah, any any time the opponent plays cage match custodian on two, suddenly the game gets harder because you know that they're gonna have their weapon when they want their weapon, and it could be as early as next turn because of lightning bloom. But it could be, you know, it, it could be that they want to to set up and, and get a big swing turn. Aggro like the doom hammer aggressive shaman might be the other option to consider too, yeah that oh yeah for was, sure was pretty popular as well that one didn't do particularly well against against uh demon hunter as well now they have ways of going over top of taunts they they you know they have some uh tools at their disposal that allows them to kind of uh make sure the board doesn't get out of control against them that sort of thing as well so so that that just occurred to me that that could be another aggressive option that 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 could take the place of of demon hunter if they're if they're not able to to keep going yeah for sure that seems like it could definitely have um a lot of potential there okay we're about to hit the hour mark dawn any closing remarks because you didn't say anything about storm hander <laughs> uh yes dragon hunter Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I, I will uh, be testing some different variants of Highlander Hunter to see if, you know, something is still viable. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I still think there can be something viable with Highlander Hunter. So I'm going to be testing some different stuff, but I am looking forward to seeing how the meta kind of shifts from here uh, up until the, the mini set. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be. I'm not exactly a huge fan of the model, but you know, um, I, I am looking forward to having the new cards come. What is it? Probably January. Is that when it's about halfway through the set? So sometime in January. Yeah. So, all right, guys, uh, let's go into this week's poll question. Mage, what do we have this week? All right, so we were talking about the meta post-balance changes, and so we'd like to know from you what is or going to be or what was the first class you queued up on ladder after the balance changes went live. Were you one of the 44% of rogue that the Dragon Rider ran into on ladder? Uh, Were you playing Shaman as your first deck? paladin is another option or was it one of the other classes let it let us know vote tell us tell us which class you were playing right after the balance changes and we will talk about the results on next week's show speaking of the show you can email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at dr3hs and come join our discord by checking out our top pin tweet we actually are starting to get more people in there so it's starting to get a little bit more uh bumping as time goes on, and we're starting to get a little bit, a bit more of an audience. Bumping? Is that the word I just yeah. used? <laughs> That's what I said. Is that is, is that what the kids are saying these days? I mean, I don't know. I just assume <laughs> that that might be something someone might say at one point in time or another. <laughs> at one point All in right. time, I think, is the correct part of that. <laughs> hey, I remember... Wasn't... Yeah, there was... Uh, Another aside that there was actually one of the three Burger King Xbox game was Big Bump. And if you remember that, along with Sneak King, and I don't remember what the third one was. But just remember, uh, Burger King put out um, Xbox games a couple years ago. That was like 10 years ago. But (laughs) uh, God, the king was creepy. Anyways, you can find me at... if. Okay, all right, one more aside. The the funniest thing that has ever happened with Burger King is they they spent $1 million to get the king in uh, Floyd Mayweather's entourage walking to the ring in his uh, fight against Manny Pacquiao. Like one of the biggest boxing matches. <laughs> they paid a $1 million to have the king walking to the ring. <laughs> It's just the silliest thing. I I love that. That that always makes me laugh and smile. So, yes, uh, I will promise I will not talk about the king and, and on my Twitter at Daring Outline. So, Dragon Rider, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D A W N I E D K on Twitch. Twitch TV slash Dragon Rider DK. And I just want to plug uh, my newest podcast as well. Uh, it's called Hello Confidence. It's me, Gamer. Uh, I just put out early this week uh, the newest episode. I had uh, Rosemary Necra Kelly on the episode. Uh, and if you haven't seen her, she does a lot of uh, hosting and commentary for like Overwatch, Hearthstone, Pokemon. Uh, and that was a fantastic discussion. Uh, 
about a lot of stuff. So you can check that out on Twitter uh, at Gamer Confidence. All right, if I unmute myself, I can talk. Uh, yes, definitely go check that out. Um, that's very cool. And then let's bring it home. Mage, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mage of Death. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Mage Death as well. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.